Visions 1 and 2 of The Shepherd of Hermas. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Shepherd of Hermas by Hermas. Translated by Charles Taylor. Visions 1 and 2. First Vision, Chapter 1. He that bred me up sold me to a lady, Rhoda, at Rome. Many years after I knew her again, and began to love her as a sister. After a while I saw her bathing in the river Tiber, and I reached out my hand to her, and led her up out of the river. Then seeing her beauty, I communed in my heart, saying, Happy were I, had I such an one for beauty and disposition to wife. That only I thought to myself, and nothing more. After a certain time, as I was on the way to Cumae, and was lauding the creations of God, that are so great and noble and mighty, as I walked I fell asleep. And a spirit took me and carried me away, across a pathless region, through which no man could journey, for it was rugged and broken up by watercourses. But when I had crossed the river, there I came to the plain ground, and I knelt down and began to pray unto the Lord, and to make confession of my sins. Then as I prayed, the heaven was opened, and I beheld the lady whom I had desired greeting me from heaven, saying, Hail, Hermas. And I gazed at her and said, Lady, what dost thou hear? She answered and said to me, I was received up to reprove thy sins before the Lord. I said to her, Dost thou now accuse me? Nay, quoth she, but hear the things which I will tell thee. God who dwelleth in the heavens and who created the things that are out of nothing, and increased and multiplied them for the sake of his holy church, is wroth with thee, because thou hast sinned against me. I answered, and I said to her, I sinned against thee? How? Spake I ever an unseemly word to thee? Did I not always esteem thee as a goddess? Did I not always reverence thee as a sister? Why, lady, dost thou falsely lay these evil and unclean things to my charge? Then she, smiling upon me, said, The desire of naughtiness arose in thine heart. Seemeth it not to thee to be an evil deed to a righteous man, that the desire of wickedness should enter into his heart? Yea, it is sin, great sin, quoth she. For the righteous man purpose righteous things, and his purposes being righteous, his repute is established in the heavens, and he findeth favor with the Lord in all his doings. But they who purpose wickedness in their hearts draweth death and captivity unto themselves, especially they that set their affection on this world, and boast themselves in their riches, and lay not hold on the good things to come. Their souls shall rue it, seeing they have no hope, but have renounced themselves and their life. But do thou pray unto God, and he shall heal thy sins, and the sins of all thy house, and of all the saints. Chapter 2 After she had spoken these things, the heavens were shut up, and I was all quaking and sorrowing. And I said within myself, If even this sin is laid to my charge, how is it possible I should be saved? How shall I make atonement to God for my sins that are full grown? Or with what words shall I pray the Lord to be forgiving unto me? While I was considering these things and debating in my heart, 
I saw over against me a great white chair of snowy wool, and there came an ancient dame in brightly shining raiment, holding a book in her hands. And she sat down alone and saluted me, saying, Hail Hermes. And I, sorrowing and weeping, said, Hail Lady. And she said to me, Why art thou gloomy, Hermes? Why art so patient and calm and want to be always laughing? Why thus downcast and look and cheerless? And I said to her, Because of a most gracious lady, which saith that I sinned against her. Quoth she, Far be this thing from the servant of God. But of a surety something about her came into thy heart. Such intent maketh the servants of God guilty of sin. For it is a wicked and mad intent, in an all-revered and tried spirit, that it should desire an evil deed, especially the chaste Hermas, who withheld himself from every sinful lust, and is full of all simplicity and great innocency. Chapter 3 Howbeit it is not for this that God is angry with thee, but to the end that thou shouldest convert thine house, which have rebelled against the Lord, and you their parents. Being fond of thy children, thou didst not admonish thine house, but suffered it to be terribly corrupted. Therefore is the Lord angry with thee. But he will heal all the former ills of thine house, for through their sins and unlawful deeds thou hast been corrupted by the affairs of this life. Yet the Lord in his abundant mercy hath pity on thee and thine house, and will strengthen and establish thee in his glory. Only be thou not slothful, but be of good courage and strengthen thy house. For as the smith by hammering his work prevaileth in the thing that he designeth, so the righteous word, spoken day by day, prevaileth over all wickedness. Without ceasing, therefore, admonish thy children, for I know that if they will repent with their whole heart, they shall be inscribed in the books of life with the saints. When these her words had ceased, she said to me, Wouldest thou hear me read? And I said, Lady, I would. She said to me, Be attentive, and hear the glories of God. And I heard, in great and wondrous wise, that which I had not the ability to remember. For all the words were fearsome, such as no man could bear. So I remembered the last words, for they were profitable to us and gentle. Behold the Lord of hosts, who by his unseen mighty power and great understanding created the world, and by his glorious counsel clad his creation with beauty, and by his strong word made the heaven fast, and founded the earth upon the waters, and by his peculiar wisdom and providence created his holy church, which also he blessed. Behold, he removeth the heavens and the mountains and the hills and the seas, and all things are made plain to his elect that he may render unto them the promise which he promised with great glory and joy, if so be they observe the ordinances of God, which they received with great faith. Chapter 4 Now when she had finished reading and was risen from the chair, four young men came and took up the chair and went away towards the east. And she called me to her and touched me on the breast and said to me, did my reading please thee? And I said to her, Lady, these last words pleased me, but the former were hard and harsh. Quoth she to me, 
These last are for the righteous, but the former were for the heathen and the apostates. While she yet spake with me, certain two men appeareth, and lifted her in their arms, and went away towards the east, where also the chair was. And she departed gladly, and as she was going, she said to me, Be manful, Hermas. Second Vision, Chapter 1 As I was faring to Cumae, about the same season as the year before, as I walked I called to mind the vision of the former year, and again a spirit taketh me and carrieth me away to the same place as the year before. And when I was come to the place, I bowed my knees and began to pray to the Lord, and to glorify his name, for that he had counted me worthy and made me to know my former sins. And when I was risen from prayer, I saw over against me the aged woman, whom I had seen the year before, walking about and reading a little book. And she said to me, Canst thou repeat these things to the elect of God? I said to her, Lady, so many things I cannot remember, but give me the little book that I may copy it. Take it, quoth she, but give it back to me. So I took it and withdrew to a certain place in the country, and I copied it all letter by letter, not being able to make out the syllables. Now when I had finished the letters of the little book, suddenly it was caught out of my hand, but by whom I saw not. Chapter 2 Fifteen days after, when I had fasted and besought the Lord much, the knowledge of the writing was revealed to me, and this is what was written. Thy seed, Hermas, have been disobedient unto God, and have blasphemed the Lord, and have betrayed their parents with great wickedness. And being reputed betrayers of parents, when they had betrayed them, they were not bettered, but added yet wicked lewdness and pollutions to their sins. Thus have they filled up the measure of their iniquities. But do thou acquaint all thy children with these words, and thy consort, who shall henceforth be to thee a sister, for she too refraineth not her tongue, whereby she doeth wickedly. Howbeit, when she hath heard these words, she will refrain, and she will find mercy. After thou hast made known to them these words, which the Master commanded me to reveal unto thee, then shall all their sins which they committed before be forgiven them. Yea, and all the saints who have sinned unto this day shall be forgiven, if they repent with their whole heart, and remove doubts from their minds. For the Master has sworn by his glory, touching his elect, that if there be more sinning after this day which he hath limited, they shall not obtain salvation. For the repentance of the righteous hath an end, the days of repentance for all the saints are fulfilled. But for the heathen there is repentance unto the last day. Thou shalt charge them, therefore, that have the rule over the church, to order their ways in righteousness, that they may receive the promises to the full with much glory. Stand fast, then, ye that work righteousness, and be not of doubtful mind, that your passing may be with the holy angels. Happy are all ye that endure the great affliction which is to come, and that shall not deny their life. For the Lord has sworn by his Son that they who deny their Lord shall surely be disowned of their life, to wit, they that shall now deny him in the days which are coming. 
but to such as denied before he was forgiving because of his abundant mercy. Chapter 3 And do thou, Hermas, no longer bear malice against thy children, nor neglect thy sister, to the end that they may be cleansed from their former sins. For they shall be corrected with just correction, if thou rememberest not evil against them. Remembrance of evil worketh death. Thou, Hermas, hath had great troubles of thine own through the transgressions of thine house, because thou hast no care for them, but wast unmindful and entangled in thine evil affairs. But thou art saved because thou didst not fall away from the living God, and by thine simplicity and continence these things have saved thee, if only thou continue in them, and they save all who do such like things, and walk in innocency and simplicity. These prevail against all wickedness, and continue unto life eternal. Happy are all that work righteousness, they shall never be destroyed. But say to Maximus, Behold, affliction cometh. If it seem good to thee, deny again. The Lord is nigh unto them that turn again. As it is written in the book of Eldad and Modad, who prophesied to the people in the wilderness. Chapter 4 And when I was asleep, brethren, a revelation was made to me by a very comely young man, who said unto me, Whom thinkest thou that the aged woman is from, whom thou hast receiveth the little book? Quoth I, The Sibyl. Thou dost err, quoth he, she is not. Who then is she? quoth I. The church, quoth he. I said to him, Why then is she old? Because, quoth he, she was created first of all things, therefore she is old, and for her sake the world was framed. Afterwards I saw a vision in my house. The aged woman came, and asked me if I had already given the book to the elders. I said that I had not. Thou hast well done, quoth she, for I have words to add. When therefore I have finished all the words, they shall be made known by thee to all the elect. Thou shalt therefore write two little books, and shalt send one to Clement, and one to Agrapte. Clement then shall send to the cities which are without, for that is his commission. And Agrapte shall admonish the widows and orphans, and thou shalt read to the city with the elders that preside over the church. End of Visions 1 and 2